The following sermon was preached at Christ Fellowship United Methodist Church in San Antonio, Texas. So in addition to this being Memorial Day weekend, uh, it is also a day in which we honor our graduates. Um, and graduation is sort of a, a rite of passage, I think. Um, in the church, we have our own rite of passages. Uh, things like baptism and confirmation are uh, very formal uh, rites of passage. Also, um, we have some of the less formal where you move from, from the uh, curtained off Bible school or, or uh, Sunday school area to going out to the school bus outside, things like that that we do. But uh, I know that some of you here uh, are graduating uh, or in the process of graduating. And uh, so I want to speak to some of you uh, this morning within the sermon. And, and I have a feeling that it may apply to many, uh, even that have gone past graduation uh, and may have, coming, have graduation coming up. Uh, so those of you that are graduating, many of you probably have classmates. I don't know where exactly you are in terms of how you feel about graduation today, but many of you probably have classmates that are ready to graduate, ready to go ahead and get on out there, probably have their bags packed already and ready to hit the door uh, running. And some of you, maybe you're not quite sure about this uh, uh, going out or, or being somewhat uneasy about your future. Uh, I remember uh, leaving for college myself uh, a few years ago. Um, I drove the whole 20 miles from my parents' house to Angelo State University, but I still had a lot to learn to do uh, on my own. I mean, sure, I was 20 miles away at that point, but there were things that I had to learn to do on my own, things like grocery shopping, things like paying bills. I did find out that you can wait until you get the pink notice before they actually turn your water off. I don't recommend that, but uh, I grew up in the country. See, I was, I was a country boy. I grew up out in the middle of a, of a, a cotton field, and um, one of the things that I thought was really cool about moving into the city was that you could pick up the phone and order a pizza, and they'd bring it right to your house. That was... Uh, but of all the things, you know, that I had to learn to do myself, I never really did get comfortable going out to eat alone, going to a restaurant, sitting down, eating by myself, even someplace nice like Burger King. Um, I thought everybody was looking at me like I had no friends or something like that. So maybe, maybe some of you are, are uh, ready for all of those things, and maybe since you grew up in San Antonio, maybe you're more ready for those things, of course, than I was when you head off to college, but uh, maybe some of you still uh, are a little bit afraid about uh, what the future might bring, uh, and I think that's where we come to John's gospel today. I think that was the case that we're looking at in John's gospel today. Jesus was reminding the disciples that soon he was not going to be with them the way he'd been with them before. Um, he had been with them, see, every day up until that point. He had been with them preaching and teaching and reassuring and doing ministry with them. They were used to that interaction 
with Jesus. Maybe the way that you're used to that interaction frequently with parents. But like you, like you, the disciples are about to go out on their own. They're about to um, be out on their own and to comfort the disciples, Jesus promises them that they won't be without guidance. The Holy Spirit will be there. He promises them the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of truth will tie them to Jesus. It won't be like before. It won't be like they had been going through before, but they won't be all alone either. It's kind of like the disciples here are graduating, sent out to fulfill God's will for them. But Jesus doesn't give them your typical graduation speech here. If you read uh, beyond, if you read in, in context the reading that we had today, the fullness of it, Jesus is giving them somewhat of a graduation speech, but he doesn't give them a typical graduation speech. I don't know if you all remember your graduation speeches from uh, either college or maybe you had a graduation speaker at your high school. I'm finding it more uh, difficult to remember things these days myself. I don't remember my high school graduation speaker. I don't remember my college graduation speaker. But I do remember that I was late to my college graduation. I had been at the lake. Um, so I, was, I pulled in to the parking lot late, uh, put my pants on over my damp swim trunks, and slipped on my boots, no socks, uh, and put on my robe, and I was ready to go to graduation. Now, I had a buddy that pulled in about the same time, and I was more put together than he was. He just wore his wet trunks, no pants. He had a gown on, so that was okay. And flip-flops, that's the way he graduated. Anyway, Jesus, his speech to, his, to, to these graduates, to these disciples, wasn't typical. Uh, it wasn't the, the usual, you know, follow your dreams and work hard and you'll go far, be a good citizen. It wasn't that type of speech. His pep talk was a little bit more realistic to the disciples. And I'm paraphrasing here, but he said something along the lines of, fellas, it's not going to be easy. It ain't going to be easy out there. You're going to be tested in many ways that you can't even imagine. The future will see both joy and disappointment and the spirit the spirit won't predict the future it won't even explain it but the spirit will infuse you will enable you to look to the future in faith now whether it's graduation or some other event that you have coming up in your lives we all experience a little fear from time to time fear of the unknown but the Spirit's there to guide us, to counsel us, to give us peace. Sometimes the Spirit is there to, to lead us in ways that we didn't think we were going to be led. It may lead us into difficult situations that are there for our own good. We, I've known of situations where people have prayed to get out of a situation or, or prayed for guidance or leadership and they were actively wanting to do something. You know, we, we read where Paul says, I do the very thing that I don't, that I know I shouldn't do. Well, we see that sometimes where the, where the Spirit leads us. And, and, and I've seen situations where people have prayed for something, for, for guidance, for leadership, for God to get them out of a certain situation. And God did. Probably not in ways, certainly in some cases, not in ways that they would have preferred or in ways that were comfortable 
or easy, in many cases, extremely difficult. Yet I've talked to people that have come through such hardship and difficulty that were thankful for that very hardship and difficulty that God led them through, that the spirit of truth was with them through. Now we find ourselves here and uh, coming, coming into June and coming into, uh, we got annual conference coming up where pastors uh, over the last few months have been meeting their new congregations, pastors that are, that are moving. Uh, and that's, that's a nerve-wracking thing to do as well when you talk about fear of, of, of going into different places and, and uh, being put in uncomfortable situations. And that's just one of the things that we do. Same thing for congregations. You have to, I mean, y'all went through it a year ago. I went through it a year ago um, when we all met. It's uncomfortable because there's some fear and there's anxiety that comes along. How is this going to work? What's this going to do? What's going to happen here? And I've got to tell you, it would be impossible for pastors and for congregations to be able to deal with that without the spirit of truth guiding us. Because... We come into these situations, you know, just from my perspective, I come in going, I, I, what, what is the expectation here? Am I going to be adequate? Is there, you know, what are the things that, uh, that I need to be doing that I may be ill-prepared for? All these anxieties, and, and it's not just reserved for pastors, because I know each of you probably have those same anxiety, anxieties in your jobs, and in raising children, and in caring for parents and all of these things that you come in in, in face to face with each day there's these anxieties that we have well as a pastor I found myself in in difficult or in different situations that I have felt ill-equipped to handle Um, but the Holy Spirit the spirit of truth helps us through those situations as I look back on uh, and reflect on things the spirit of truth has been with me I can see throughout uh, my life Uh, the spirit of truth was with me when I went off to college spirit of truth was with me when my mother died at a young age spirit was with me when I met my wife spirit had to be with her when she met her husband Um, spirit was with me when uh, there were complications with uh, Ethan and his birth. Spirit was with me when, uh, when we sent our oldest daughter off to college. Um, and now the Spirit is with us as we send Sarah off to college. If I didn't have confidence that God does indeed abide in us and that the Spirit of truth is within us there's no way that I could let those babies out of the house no way that I could send them off to college as a matter of fact we were having dinner last night and Sarah says to me because she had her graduation ceremony on Friday and uh, she said to me last night at dinner she said dad are you gonna miss me you haven't even cried yet and I said well you just wait till we drop you off at school I'm saving it up for then Generally, when we hear these words like truth, 
We, we, we think of truth in terms of, of, of just not telling a lie. That's what the truth is, not telling a lie. But truth, truth in Hebrew is associated with more than just honesty. It's associated with being firm, being solid, being reliable. In the gospel, truth here means living that truth, being that rock that Christ calls us to be, complying with the will of God. And the spirit, the spirit of truth helps us to do that. In seminary, I'd often, writing papers, have to distinguish between little t and big t truth. What I'm talking about here is big T truth. When I think of living truth, you know, I realized that, that uh, I could have done things like stayed in a financial business or, or could have gone back into working in television or whatever. Often Cindy uh, will remark that I would have made a good lawyer as much as I like to argue with her. But the truth is, in order for me to be faithful, in order for me to be faithful to the truth, faithful to God, I needed to, to travel the path that God prepared for me. Now, it took some time for me to find that path, or maybe instead God took his sweet time revealing that path to me when the time was right. But God was always there. So, graduates, my advice to you today is follow truth. Live truth and go to church. God has given us this tremendous support system set up by Christ, led by the spirit of truth. God will never forsake you and God is the source of all true peace. Now everyone else, my advice to you is exactly the same. Follow truth, live truth, go to church. God has given us this tremendous support system set up by Christ and most definitely led by the spirit of truth. God bless you. You're invited to worship with us at Christ Fellowship United Methodist Church in San Antonio, Texas at 9721 Braun Road. Services at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. You can find us on Facebook or check us out on the World Wide Web at cfumcsa.org.